You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart, and I'm the coordinator of Religious Vocations Ministry from the Office for Religious in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Welcome to Dare to Love. This is a radio show that talks about and promotes vocations in the Chicago Archdiocese and in the whole world of uh, social media today with uh, the pandemic COVID-19 going on. And with me are two guests from the sisters of uh, School Sisters of Notre Dame, Sister Stephanie and Sister Carol Jean. Good morning, Sister Stephanie and Sister Carol Jean. Good morning, Good morning Sister Lovina. And uh, so last month, we had two other guests who are School Sisters of Notre Dame, Sister Jill and Sister Bridget, and they were talking about their vocation stories as well as they, because of a lot of content, the, this community really does a lot for the church. And um, as vowed religious, they have a lot of stories to tell us and share with us. So within this uh, half-hour show, um, we have a lot of uh, content to cover. Um, and well, welcome again, Sister Stephanie and uh, Sister Carol Jean. Um, I understand that in terms of vocation story, which we will cover, uh, we also want to emphasize, which we didn't cover last month, about your charism, which is really an important part of the church today with all the things that you do. So um, why don't we start with you, Sister Stephanie? Maybe you can share your vocation story because this will also help uh, discerners and also those who are trying to promote uh, vocation to the church. Um, well, first of all, as, uh, as a sister, as a brother, as a priest, and also as a lay ecclesial minister and anyone else who want to respond to God's call to serve. Okay, thank you, Sister Lovina. Um, again, my name is Sister Stephanie, and I live in St. Paul. Um, and uh, this summer, I will be celebrating 26 years as a school sister of Notre Dame. Um, and each story, each vocation story, really is a beautiful, sacred story of one's encounter with Christ. And because of time, of course, there's not time to tell it all, but I'd like to highlight um, just a few moments that I hope will be helpful um, in your own discernment. Uh, so first, I first was aware of considering my vocation, of having a potential vocation in general that God calls us, and then possibly that it might be to religious life in junior high. And I only know this because I have a journal of it. And what I'd like to say is, from junior high all the way until I entered uh, at age 26, 
did the normal things in high school, normal things in college. Um, but in the midst of all of that, really also just kept open the possibilities, the possibility of religious life, as I also um, thought of marriage and um, looked at my career. So I, I invite you to just, as those of you who are listening, to, to not close doors too soon, but to keep open the possibility and to listen to God's movement in your heart. A key moment for me uh, was when I was 16 years old, it was 40 years ago this year that uh, two Marinol sisters, a lay missioner and an Ursuline sister, were martyred in El Salvador. And I followed their story, and I was really deeply moved by their willingness uh, to give all in service to God um, among the most poor and vulnerable, uh, to the point of giving their lives. And really, I, I felt in myself a desire to do the same. Our foundress, Blessed Teresa Gerhardinger, says, Love gives everything gladly again and again daily, and, and that's what I wanted to do, to, to give everything to God. Um, and so, again, as you look at your own life, what brings you passion? What brings you joy? What, what moves your heart? And, and of, after college—oh, go ahead. So um, the other thing that I noticed from what you were saying is that um, when you notice that there's a movement in your heart— what mm-hmm. what helped you other than journaling it um, in terms of just um, listening to that? Because uh, maybe because it's been twenty six years now, and even uh, forty years ago when when you were hearing about the news, um, that was in the ordinary times which we are in. Um, what what did you notice helped you in terms of internalizing this? Because that could be pretty scary, wouldn't it? You know. Um Really, I would say, um, you know, over time, what helped me um, was really talking to others. Um, I would say after college, I became really restless a couple years after college when I started teaching and came to this point of knowing it was time to act and really discern more. But I paid attention all those years. I talked to people. I eventually engaged in spiritual direction, uh, retreats, visited vocation directors, prayed a lot of praying, um, and and asked a lot of questions, really, uh, those things. And for me then, in my journey, that discernment really came kind of in two parts. There was first this experience of, of restlessness and asking questions and having this moment of love and intimacy with God where there was just a knowing that I really think I'm called to religious life. Some people do the community search and the discernment of religious life together. For me, they came in two parts. And the second part was then, well, what, what community? And again, more restlessness, questioning, spiritual direction, visiting. Um, and I started with communities I knew, um, a few around the area. I was teaching with the school sisters. I'd been taught by Benedictines. I knew the Franciscans. And I just started with with people I knew um, and reached out. And again, I would say pay attention to the communities, the people that God puts in your path and say who and what resonates. Um, I was taught by the Benedictines. I love them in college, but I also was really clear early on that I'm not monastic, that I'm apostolic or missionary. And I really thought eventually that I might head to Mary Noel um, because of that desire for uh, mission. Um, but there was a distinct moment in really knowing it was SSND. I felt joy among them. 
uh, and when I was around them. And and it came from, again, visiting, praying, talking. Did you feel at home? Did you know that you were home? And that seems to be a common thread. So, um, and, and this is, this is great, Sister Stephanie. It's, it's very, mm-hmm. very helpful. Um, uh, why don't we, um, just reflect on that. Um, first of all, you were feeling, feeling at home and mm-hmm. you were choosing between communities that you knew were good, but what, yes. where you fitted was important. So it, with right. that thought, um, let's, um, let's, uh, take a, a short break right now. Um, and then we'll come back and uh, summarize that uh, real quickly, and, and we move on to Sister Carol Jean's story, okay? Okay. guide me faithfully to find a home in you. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. And we are back to Dare to Love. This is Sister Lavina with my guest, Sister Stephanie and Sister Carol Jean from the School Sisters of Notre Dame. We were just talking about Sister Stephanie's experience as her discernment um, went through from getting inspired and getting the call to do something and respond, inspired by the stories of the martyrs from El Salvador, and then going through the sense that she really fit with the School Sisters of Notre Dame amongst the other communities, which is really the important thing is that sense of restlessness of the hearts and wanting to respond to God's call. And Sister Stephanie, um, probably in a couple sentences, what would be, what would resonate in, um, in, in terms of your discernment? What was the most important for you that might be helpful to our listeners? Um. Again, I think um, really just listening, paying attention, um, 
and talking to others and finding that place of home that you mentioned. I couldn't put it into words at the moment, but who I am fits with our charism of struggling for unity. And that was, I think, already inside me in some way. And so searching for that sense of home where as you visit, as you talk, as you pray, um, where do you feel at home? Where do you find peace and joy? Pay That's attention. Right. That's listen. right. Thank you, Sister Stephanie. And now um, let's let's uh, have Sister Carol Jean. Hey, Sister Carol Jean, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Coming from St. Louis. All right. So, um, Sister Carol Jean, now it's your your turn to share your vocation story. I, I can't I can't wait. And then uh, probably after yours, then we will talk a little bit more about your charism uh, and mission. Okay. So, okay. what about you? How how did you uh, get to know the uh, SSNDs? Well, I'd like to start with a a, pair, a little sentence from our Constitution, the Constitution of Notre Dame, and it says. From the moment of our baptism, we are open in a new way to the initiative of God in our lives. And I think that that kind of captures my heart because it really is how my vocation has played out in my life. It was through my baptism that I was first called, although I didn't know it. I was only 12 days old at that time. But it began a journey in faith that was really nurtured, uh, sustained, and influenced by my family by my parents, by my grandparents, by my brothers and sisters. And it encouraged me, showed me how to do a faith response. And then the next call to religious life just seemed like the next step in the journey because I had been taught in grade school by the school sisters in Notre Dame in high school as well. And I was inspired by their example. They, they became the avenues of God's call uh, as an extension of my parents my, and what I had learned of faith in my family. But I, I really did. I felt that, that attraction to live and serve with them in the mission of Jesus. And so it was a pretty normal step then into religious life for me. And that was um, about 48 years ago. <laughs> and so I think that what I have come to see in my religious life is that there are often calls within a call. And this is what had happened to me. After I had had gone through initial formation as a school sister in Notre Dame and began to, to live in community and in ministry, I began to hear and discern another call of God within that, which was a call to serve uh, in a culture, a language, and a country that was foreign to my own, which was Honduras and Central America. So really, my discernment of readiness to respond to that call uh, required what I came to see as a lifting up of various anchors or attachments. It was anchors or attachments to what was familiar. And perhaps this plays out in the beginning of anyone's vocation call, too. We have familiar spaces. We have familiar customs. We have familiar friends, family, community that we kind of are um, anchored to or attached to. But in order to say yes, and for me, in order to say yes to that, to a foreign mission call, I had to gradually, with God's grace, pick up those anchors a little bit so that I could set sail. Right. And so, Sister Carol Jean, did you also feel that sense of home, like Sister Stephanie? Yes, because I didn't, maybe at the beginning, and I go went through all of those stages of, um, you know, uh, honeymoon stage, 
you just love everything when you get to the new the new place and the new family, the new people, the new ministry. But I also felt lost because of the language I had to learn on the ground. I knew a little bit of Spanish, but not enough, and new language and new customs. But then suddenly I would look around and I realized I was home. I was home because it was home in the sense that I found God there. And my heart recognized that familiar space again. So it wasn't the tangible space. It was the space of God that was present there. And so the hard part of it became after another 10 years, more than 10 years, the call came to pull up those anchors again and return to my native culture. And yet I was ever new. I was different. I was transformed. I was never to be the same again. Right, and this transformation really helps us um, uh, to prepare us for something else. Now, you have been in leadership, right, Sister Carol Jean? So tell us about yes. that. Okay, well, after I had come back to um, uh, the States and taught and lived in community here for several years, then I was called yet again to let go and to trust in Providence and to be um, very humble about a call to election to our general leadership council of the congregation in Rome, Italy. And so the discernment to accept that call was truly enlightened by the experiences of all the other calls that had come before me. It was enlightened by the experiences I had and knowing that um, God always provides. I knew that from the experience. Even when I was in the hardest of times, I was strengthened by the support of prayer, the support of my SSNDs and community and the people with whom I served. And as I when I was elected to that, I remember the discernment of that call at a general chapter, and I, I could only keep thinking of this quote from Corrie ten Boom, who was a survivor of the Nazi concentration camps, and she said this, every experience God gives us and every person God places in our lives is the perfect preparation for the future, which only God can see. Could you repeat that, please, Sister Jean? Uh, every experience God gives us and every person God places in our lives is the perfect preparation for the future, which only God can see. That is so beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? And it yes. was really, that's the vision of call that I have felt so deeply exemplified throughout my life. It's one step prepares me for the next, and that prepares me for the next. It's just we have to continue to pray for that grace to be revealed of openness openness to hear. Well, thank you. That is so beautiful. And just like with Sister Stephanie of that feeling of hope, and also with me in my own vocation story, it's like, you know, when you when you uh, join a community, it's like, oh, I have arrived. But then you also <laughs> have that day-to-day saying yes to God. It doesn't end. Yes. There's a transformation. Yes. And with that, um, this is so exciting. So we'll take a break, and then we, we will be back and hopefully talk about your charism and mission and all the wonderful things you're doing. Great. Sometimes I wonder what tomorrow brings. Give me the grace to love and to be faithful, to be more like you. Teamwork. It's a word that inspires individuals and groups of people to achieve important goals. And in recent weeks, Teamwork has been essential to our food and nutrition services at Catholic Charities. Careful allocation of food supplies has allowed all nine of our food pantries to serve twice the number of guests they usually see. 
A detailed coordination of staff and resources has ensured that our WIC centers remain open for families with children under five years old. Despite social distancing, our volunteers and restaurant partners have continued to make to-go meals possible for the hungry and the homeless who come to 721 North LaSalle and our suburban locations. And our creative employees have worked with food vendors and neighbors to make sure homebound seniors and the disabled still have meals delivered to them. Our team members recognize how serious food insecurity can be. Please join us in our mission. Visit www.catholiccharities.net. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. And we are back to our radio show here, Dare to Love, Sister Lavina and my guests, Sister Stephanie and Sister Carol Jean from the School Sisters of Notre Dame. So we were talking about the vocation stories from Sister Stephanie and Sister Carol Jean. And now we'd like to uh, learn more about the on the international and local levels, what the School Sisters of Notre Dame have been doing. First of all, uh, rooting out of your charism and your mission. Uh, it doesn't matter who who speaks first. Maybe Carol Jean first on the international level, and then okay. after that, Sister Stephanie on the local level. Okay, very good. Well, our charism was really embodied in our our um, foundress, Blessed Teresa of Jesus Gerhardinger, and you can see from from the name that we have, it's dedicated to Our Lady. Our congregation is, and unity uh, is very key. The struggle for unity in diversity. Because we are an international congregation, um, from the time of Mother Teresa, we've been challenged to witness to unity in a divided world. We recognize, we try to recognize our obligation to develop a global responsibility and uh, look at what are the urgent needs of today and to respond to them. Blessed Teresa responded to the signs of the times. What are the crises in our times? And in our most recent directional statement from a, a general chapter we had, uh, it says that the triune, we say that the triune God impels us into the heart of the world, the heart of the world, however that world is going to be. So with our gift of our internationality, we have a perfect opportunity to form an international network, which is what we did uh, 25 years ago, over 25 years ago. We established an international network, which we call Shalom which is for justice, peace, and the care of all creation. It's really integral to our life as school sisters, and it extends to participation not only of all, every sister in the congregation, but all the colleagues in our ministry, all our associates, even the students we teach, the people we work with, all of them can be part of this network for shared vision, shared responses, shared resources, collaboration, and shared action to address these urgent and critical global concerns. 
So our Shalom Network then has branches around the world. Every continent is a branch. We have five branches. That's because we're on five continents. And then every country in that continent has a contact. And then that breaks down all the way to the local level. But we also have uh, status as an NGO at the United Nations. And that has given us a voice and an avenue to address uh, the issues that we see are near and dear to our spirit and to this unity and diversity. That's which great. Is education, poor, the immigration issues, the environment, nonviolence, just peace. And uh, so, what? A, so that's the international. So you have Shalom, yeah. and mm-hmm. then um, we have. Let's see, probably three more minutes um, to talk about it. So what about on the local level, uh, Sister Stephanie, uh, that, that's your sphere since you're, uh, you're doing that on the local level. Sure, thanks. Um, well, as you heard, I, at, when I first started entering community, I thought I might serve in the missions at some point, but really God has called me to stay put. Um, and my spirit has embraced our internationality and that struggle for unity and diversity in my local setting. And that's true for all our sisters, um, wherever we are. Um, in my case, I focused the last 26 years on working with refugees and immigrants in adjusting and navigating um, our systems here and adjusting to life and mental health um, in advocacy at the local level and politically at the federal level. And our congregation has made a number of commitments, as Sister Carol Jean said, um, to reach out to refugees and immigrants. We have uh, schools and tutoring programs for children and adults, uh, social services, housing programs. Um, and that includes as well um, offering housing um, on some of our campuses uh, to, um, to immigrants and refugees where we have extra space. And I would say that we, we all sisters respond to our, our congregational priorities. How, Maybe we aren't all in direct service in each of those, but through our prayer, our learning, our reaching out to neighbors, speaking up when needed. Um, where one S is and D is, we say, we all are. That's right. So, and Sister you Stephanie, know, you're also mm-hmm. the vocation director. So if people want to contact you uh, for accompaniment, where would they go? Right. We're a team of five. And... To find us, you can follow us on Instagram at SSND Sisters and hear about what we've got coming up. And our website, www.ssnd.org, has our vocation and discernment info, and that will also lead you to our province and international websites. Uh, email, you can contact us at sisters at ssnd.org or hermanas at ssnd.org. Um, and our website will also have personal contact information for, for each of us on the vocation team. We're five in North America. Okay. So if, uh, if, if somebody right now listening uh, is writing this down, which one would they go first? I would say uh, to, to, I would say try our website, www.ssnd.org. There you can find all our emails and contact info, uh, any events we might have going on. If you want to kind of follow us day to day, Instagram is a is a great option. We post something pretty much every day. Wonderful at SSND Sisters. Well, mm-hmm. our our time has um, is is uh, is ending, and I do want to have Sister uh, Carol Jean, I believe, to lead a peacemaker's prayer, um, which is Blessed Theresa's uh, commendation. So, um, why don't we take that time? 
Thank you so much for the two of you. This is so wonderful. And Sister Carol Jean, why don't we go ahead with our closing prayer? Uh, we air every first Thursday of the month from 8 to 8.30 in the morning. And this is Sister Lavina signing off, concluding with a prayer. Go ahead, Sister Carol Jean. Yes, this is our prayer that was written by one of our sisters, Sister Lilia, for our corporate stance on gospel nonviolence and just peace. O created Spirit of God, come awaken our hearts to the call to be artisans of peace. Let us dream again. Let us hope again. Let us discover again courage, nonviolence, compassion. Let us discover again ways to help the oppressed, the suffering, ways to create peace nonviolently. O creative Spirit of God, strengthen our faith, fill us with compassionate love, make us true artisans of peace. And in the words of our Foundress, we bless you. We commend you to the Holy Spirit, to the powerful intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we entrust you forever to her blessed hands. Amen. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Ford once said, a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business. At Catholic Charities, we are deeply grateful to our corporate partners who agree with Henry Ford. Some of our corporate partners make a financial commitment each year to the work of Catholic Charities. Other partners donate or offer reduced prices on goods and services that help our clients find stability in their lives. Still other corporate leaders gather their employees and regularly volunteer at our food pantries and our suppers for the homeless. For over a century, support from businesses large and small has been vital to our efforts to strengthen the lives of individuals and communities, one person, one family at a time. If you'd like to join us in our mission, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Thank you. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless. To our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways. To our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you.